an Ironic Media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. All right, welcome back to the Stark Transformation Show. I'm your host, Amy Stark. If this podcast has been broadcasting healing vibes into your life, please follow on Apple and Spotify and leave a review. Your review helps other people find this podcast and the transformations continue. And don't forget to share this podcast with anyone you think will benefit. Let's heal together. The energy healing that you gave me and the pod healing that we did uh-huh. ever since then, anytime I do get stressed out, anytime it does get overwhelming, it gets out faster. I'm able to push it through and I'm able to be conscious of that, that it's like, I'm going to experience this. It's okay that I'm having this moment that I'm screaming at the top of my lungs that I'm wanting to beat the pillow and whatever I need to do. I I do some weird stuff when I'm stressed out. (laughs) You know what? However you got to deal with it. (laughs) Exactly. But it gets out faster. Whereas before I would just spiral and it would take weeks for me to get that out of my head. Welcome to the Stark Transformation Show. I'm your host, Amy Stark. In this show, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll hear incredible stories of transformation and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for well over a decade. My connection with energy is so strong and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. All right, today on the podcast, I have Julie Blue, and she is my editor for the podcast. So she's also my producer. She helps with all things podcast related, but the reason I've invited her on is because she has been learning a whole lot from the Star Transformation Show. So I am excited to interview her about what the Stark Transformation Show has done for her, other than obviously it's part of her income, but (laughs) it's actually helped to transform her life in many ways. And we were having a conversation and she was like, oh my gosh, I definitely want to share what I've learned. So Julie, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, I know. This is maybe, is this your third appearance? This is my third appearance. I feel like a regular. Actually, you might be, other than Amy, the most frequent guest. Let's start with, first of all, I said to you that spirit said that this podcast today is about letting go of fear. And what'd you say? Oh my gosh. Like, I, wow. Because on my trip to Florida that I took a couple of weeks ago, I'm practicing, I'm trying to understand setting intentions. My intention was to let go of fear for that week. And it's, oh, they heard you something that I've noticed that I'm, I'm dealing with all the time. is just this fear of all kinds of things. So right, yeah, let, right. It, let go of it. Get yeah, it away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's true. We, especially nowadays, it's really become prevalent with the media and just everybody walking around with some fear kind of on the surface. So that's definitely going to be triggering, but also just in general, we have these things that trigger us and we have fear. And if we don't work on the trauma that's stuck inside us, it can pop up and cause us to be in fear when in fact we're safe. So it's just our brain trying to keep us safe and it's getting confused based on the environment and the, and the signals it's getting from the environment. Julie, what do you think is the single best piece of advice you've gotten from the podcast? 
that it's a process that I will never reach the end of this journey, that this journey continues on and on forever. And that all of the things that I want are in me already. And if I just focus in on being happy and joyful and loving, that's what I'll get back. And so it's really opened my eyes to like the laws of attraction, which I just kind of skirted around the outside of for decades. I'd I'd heard of it, thought I knew what it was, but you've really kind of opened my eyes to how that actually works. Okay, cool. I like that. I I wasn't thinking you were going to say that. So I like that you said that. And it is not ever going to end, unfortunately, if you're out there. <laughs> true. At least I don't think it does until we pass over to the next level, the other side, meaning. And all of a sudden they're like, wow, congratulations. You've completed your karma or whatever. You made it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's always, a, it's always a coming back to new less old lessons in a new way. I think that's basically the best way to say it. Who do you think was the single most impactful speaker or speakers that you've heard on the Star Transformation Show? I'm so glad you asked me this because I was looking back at some of the the episodes that really affected me. The first episode that I I think I worked on was number 73, Rome Nimkar and her near-death experiences. That blew me away. And I was like, okay, I'm in for this ride. I think I can do this. The one that blew my mind wide open was number 80, Jennifer Catlin. And she was talking about astral traveling to other dimensions. I've been practicing that ever since I was like, astral traveling. That's the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard of. And so I YouTubed it and I've been doing all kinds of guided meditations to go all kinds of places. And I believe that I've gone these places. Like I have, I I feel it. Like I'm exhausted when I get back. So (laughs) then you have jet lag. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. I loved Susan Burrell. She's number 98. And that was right. I finally decided I need to figure out this meditating stuff. And I had downloaded the Calm app, which I don't know if it's ever been mentioned on your show before, but it's a really great way to learn how to meditate. They explained it to me in a really great way. And anyway, she brought more perspective to it. It it just kind of kicked it up to the next level. Raising the consciousness of the universe, I think is so cool. And I, I think that's why it's so important that we keep telling people to meditate and to understand it because it brings us all to a bigger level of understanding of, of each other and being connected. Some of the other themes that, that have really changed my life, Amy, hmm. is, <laughs> is forgiveness. Looking at people who have harmed you in a different way and wanting to understand where, where, where they've come from and what caused them. Because I'm not perfect. I've certainly made my share of mistakes. I've probably harmed some people in my life. And I'm not a bad person Mm. and I've learned from those mistakes. And so the idea that these people have hopefully learned from their mistakes all these years later, I know I'm still in contact with some of them have not learned from their mistakes. (laughs) Now I, that's what I wish for them. And instead of wishing karma to come back around and give them what they gave me, Mm -hmm. I feel like they've already gotten that. Like, I feel like that was what started it for them, that they Mm. had been, probably harmed so much growing up that they just didn't have the whatever connections in their brain to understand. I don't know what they were thinking because there's too many different situations. There's too many abusers in the world. There's too many assaulters in the world. There's just too many of them. But 
I do feel for those people now. And that's a big transformation to, to shift your mindset around seeing it differently. Not just for myself, for other people. Now, when I talk to my friends and my family and they, especially with my podcast, I, you know, talk to a lot of people who've been through trauma and I try to talk about forgiveness now and bring that up to people who are just really struggling with that and try to give them another way to look at it. Right. And the interesting thing that you kind of alluded to right there was this level of forgiveness that you've had now for yourself because you've had this forgiveness for other people. So it's kind of like a two-way street. You start to realize that you can make mistakes and that they made mistakes and that probably you made mistakes because that's what you learned and what happened to you. And you were just operating off of what happened to you and same as them even though it was may have been worse and more hurtful, it's still the same kind of equation. And then, so you wind up having more forgiveness for yourself and others, which is what we want on this planet. We're all connected, right? The more that we do our work, the more that we raise the consciousness, like you said, of the planet. And then we have this ripple effect of healing, which Jean Atman did. I'm not sure what number it was, but Jean Atman was on the show and she talked about the ripple effect of healing, which is what that is. I have a podcast. Is it okay if I go ahead and sure, go into yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Rape the podcast. I talked to people in my community, the police chief, prosecuting attorney. I've talked to advocates for sexual abuse survivors and actual uh, victims themselves or survivors. They depends on where they're at in their journey is how I find people look at those two words. Understanding trauma has become a necessary thing for me to do. I have to understand my own trauma and understand how to talk to other people about it. One of the first interviews I tried to get was with a very good friend of mine. And I asked her if she would come on and talk about her rape, which she had only kind of alluded to with me at one point. And she had scars all over her body from whatever happened to her. And she admitted that she had not dealt with it. And I thought, wow, what a wonderful place for her to deal with this horrible thing that's happened to her on a podcast. She agreed to it initially, wanting to be a good friend and be supportive. And then after a few days, she said, no, I, my panic attacks have come back. I can't, I can't think about this anymore. And I really lost that friendship. And so I have been very conscious of how I talk to people in public about it. It's not something that I promote heavily on my own social media because I want to be respectful to my friends and family who aren't at that point yet where they are ready to hear this information. And I feel like that's what happened when I started working on your podcast is that I was finally at a place where I was ready to accept this information. I was ready to listen to it because I'm just sure now I've watched Oprah, all of these people that I've thought, well, those people got neat ideas, but it didn't sink in. Nothing in my brain really connected to it. And you have this great way of just connecting to people of, I feel like you, I don't know, this is like the third or fourth time you and I have ever seen each other uh, on Zoom, not in person, but on Zoom. And I just feel like you're one of my best friends. I just, (laughs) I I feel like so connected to you that I could tell you anything and I know you're going to accept me for it and you're going to love me through it. And you're going to lift me up out of whatever dark place I'm in. So, I mean, what a great person you are. You're just You're just so good at meeting people where they're at, being authentic. And anyway, I could go on and on. 
Oh, you're so beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That was so nice. I really appreciate that. And what you're going to find out in uh, a coming episode that you're going to be editing is uh, around human (laughs) design. And that's actually part of my human design, which is very interesting. Is to be Uh, everybody's best friend? Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much that I have an ability to open my aura up and, and let people in and make them feel loved and transform. So it's pretty cool. Any other speakers that you think were really impactful or changed the way you thought about the world or yourself or how you dealt with the world? Well, that kind of reached the end of my list. And my <laughs> mem- my is not good enough to remember everybody's name. Well, I know. But- you. So sometimes you reach out to me and you're like, oh my God, this <sighs> episode, Federico Valen, you were pretty blown away by when he talked about the hypnotherapy. Yes, that was really cool. What else I loved was the girl you had on not too long ago who talked about, I don't know if I have the right acronym, minerals and rocks and things that ground you and ways to keep like the Wi-Fi from coming at you. What's that called? Yeah. Electromagnetic fields. Yeah. So EMFs. EMFs. EMFs, not EFTs. Whatever she said got me on Amazon. And that's what I bought everybody for Christmas. I bought them little stones to protect them from all of the dangerous waves that are out there. <laughs> well, nice. I'm trying. So Wendy Myers definitely talked about a lot of that. So maybe Wendy Myers. Yes. Yeah, I believe Myers. that's who it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She definitely knows what she's talking about with uh, detox EMFs up leveling your energy. I wear the harmony pendant and that is her thing. How is life different for you from a year ago? Because you started actually, so it'd be more like a year and a half ago. So before you started with us, meaning the Star Transformation Show, working with Mark, working on all these podcasts, because I'm not the only podcast that he does that's like mine. Like he has podcasts with a purpose. So you're not just learning from me, you're learning from all of us. Everyone Uh, should find a job that heals them (laughs) while they work. It's I know, isn't it awesome? Did you ever think that was possible? No, I, (laughs) work, the working environment is, is responsible for a lot of the trauma that I have survived because I've had some terrible bosses. (laughs) I worked for attorneys. I worked as a paralegal for 10 years. Before that, I was a radio DJ, which was a fun, fun, fun job. I worked production was where I learned how to do all this editing stuff. I was a personality in Springfield, Missouri, you know, radio star. It was rock and roll. It was sex, drugs, and rock and roll all the way. And I enjoyed it in Springfield, Missouri, <laughs> in Springfield, Missouri. We're the, we're the community that gets artists while they're either on their way up and you haven't heard of them yet or on their way down and they're oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. it's kind of fun. I always love saying, Oh, I remember that band when there was like five people in the room and now they're on the Grammys or something. Yeah. That's so they, cool. The working environments that I had been in have really, they they took my trauma that I had suffered from my mom and an ex-husband and just like amplified it. And I was always so scared of making mistakes. And I was walking on eggshells every day, getting up, dreading the drive to work, fearing that I was going to screw up and get in trouble. I have another problem on top of that, something called cyclic vomiting disease, which is pretty rare. And it... um, took me a long time to figure this out because it's caused by all kinds of different things. And it may be even like a perfect recipe is what maybe causes it for different people. But my trigger is gluten. And it just took me a long time of trial and error to figure that out. But it would make me sick for a week and I'd miss work for a week and then I'd get fired. So I, yeah. I lost a bunch of jobs and that just really beats you up. 
bits up like, I know I can do this. I know that I'm good at this. I know I'm smart. I know I can be responsible. I know you can depend on me, but sometimes you can't depend on me because I'm going to be really, really sick and I just can't function. Yeah. So that was just horrible for me. When I was fired from my last paralegal job, the universe gave me this gift and it took me about 15 minutes. I think the universe was just like, you know what? we're not going to wait for you to come around to this. We're just going to hand it to you because it was, it just dropped on me like a bombshell because I'd been listening to podcasts. I had this idea for a podcast. I hadn't started actually working on it yet. And I'd started to do some research into the world of podcasting. And I realized that I had all of the skills and that I had worked in radio for 25 plus years. And so I just took my time learning more about the podcasting industry after I realized I just need to go into podcasting. Screw all this law stuff. This has been horrible for me. It's time to get to, to just do what I want to do and find autonomy. That's my favorite word these days is to just have control over my schedule and my time and what I'm doing and pick what I'm going to do. Mark dropped out of the sky too. We randomly found each other on the internet. We had one friend in common. That's a good friend. Thank you, Dave Hill. Mm -hmm. And just because we had one friend in common, I think he took a chance on getting to know me and asking me to help edit your podcast and some of the other ones that he works on. And ever since he's just become a great friend and we have a great working relationship. He's really helped me deal with getting over some of these issues that I had about working for other people. And yeah. now I work with him instead of for him. I work with him and that's yeah. changed everything. He's such a patient guy. He's so mm. sweet and so kind. I was just thinking about all of our transformations now that I'm thinking about it from even two years ago, me, Amy, Mark, you, and probably others, but specifically, I'm pretty familiar with the, the four of us. All of us have had some significant transformations, I would say throughout this whole time. And, and the thing is, it's like, it didn't magically happen. We all have been working for it, right? Like we've been participating in is what I should say, answering the calls of our heart, right. Of like what feels good. And Mark started that, like he answered the call that he was supposed to break off on his own. He was working for a huge television station and he had been podcasting for years and he took a chance on me and he said, Amy, I think you should have a podcast, which of course is a, basically a part of my human design as well. You'll find out my purpose on this planet is to share my own wisdom and experience through trial and error with others. <laughs> So yeah. I think that serves a podcast pretty well through uh, trial and error. That's pretty powerful work. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's me. I've been like trial and erroring, I guess, um, <laughs> everything and uh, seeing what works. And then when it works, I tell everybody about it because I figure if it worked for me, there's a good chance it's going to work for you if you're out there. Just thinking about like, cause Mark market works with coaches and he's gone for certification. Same with Amy. She's in a coaching program. Me, myself, I mean, I've been on this journey always to up level and share more of my experiences with people. And then you, I know what a transformation, just even looking at you right now, you just look so different and so much more happy and peaceful. And really you look like you're coming into your own in, in such a way that is so beautiful because I feel like I'm doing the same as well. And it's funny that we all work with each other, but like, we're just out here doing our own thing as well. All of us are up-leveling together. 
And Mark now he has podcasts with a purpose. He has set lots of podcasts that he helps to produce and and I'm, I, the magic carpet cast is on a hiatus and I really miss that show. That was such a oh, fun show. Really? You're, you're really good friends with. Yeah. Um, I need to Jim. talk to her. Oh, that's too bad. I was going to actually ask her to do maybe a big gay episode again. Cause I realized do it. Ask her. Years. <laughs> do <laughs> yeah, maybe it. I can pull do her out it. of a rich semi-retirement or whatever she's in. Anyway, I think it's beautiful that we're all working on ourselves and sharing with each other and and just rooting each other on really. And that's what we need is we need community. We need support. We need people who can help us along. And I was sharing with the ladies in the Align group that I work with, how many of the people on the podcast have been friends of mine, like legitimate friends who've helped me through the whole process of figuring out my spirituality and finding my voice and things like that. And, and how beautiful it is that like when I met them, they were so needed in my life and then they became a part of the podcast and now they help other people to do the same thing that they were helping me to do because I know a lot of people reach out to them as well. So it's really beautiful how all of this is helping people to up level and, and find their voice and who they really are and how they can express that within the world. We all feel connected. I feel connected to your listeners. I feel like that I must have something in common with them, that their energy travels through your podcast to me and vice versa, and that we're all connected. What is that like for you? Because I know that's so foreign from what you are used to. That's just what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Coming out of my mouth, it does feel foreign. It, it sounds like, I'm like, do I just sound ridiculous? <laughs> I, I try to talk to friends and explain to them what's going on with me. And I just, I'm like, gosh, if, if I were them, what I think I joined some kind of cult. And then I remember what I've learned and it's like, no, no, because I don't care what they think because this is making me happy. And because I want this and because this is my truth at this point in my life. And it's helped me just live my life instead of waiting for the other shoe to drop just continue being happy instead of thinking that this is all going to fall apart. I've had too much good, positive energy for a few weeks. So something's going to go wrong. Who cares? I'm I'm just going to live it. And that's, that's an important thing to mention because a lot of times in the spiritual community, they're like positive vibes only and like focus on the positive, be positive, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, is like life isn't always positive, but what matters is your resilience. So it's your ability to get back up and fight. And sometimes what I've noticed actually with the clients that I work with on basically releasing and removing the trauma that they've experienced and rewriting the programs their resilience becomes so much stronger and faster. So whereas something might happen before and they would be down for three weeks or maybe like you were saying a week with the gluten, now they are back the next day because their body is just that much healthier and that much more resilient and able to handle stressors. So that's the point of this is like, there's one thing that's going to happen and that's life is going to happen. And it's going to, there's going to be disappointing things or seemingly disappointing things. Sometimes I believe that we just don't know enough of the story yet. We just have to wait, you know, because t- hindsight is 2020 vision or whatever <laughs> they say. Yeah. That's the point of this is to become more resilient and to handle those moments where things aren't going the way that we thought we, they were going to go, or we get disappointed and just to see the bigger picture. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because when I was thinking about what I would say to you in this episode, that was the first thing that I wrote down was that the energy healing that you gave me and the pod healing that we did Uh ever since then, anytime I do get stressed out, anytime it does get overwhelming, it gets out faster. 
I'm able to push it through and I'm able to be conscious of that, that it's like, I'm going to experience this. It's okay that I'm having this moment that I'm screaming at the top of my lungs that I'm wanting to beat the pillow and whatever I need to, to do. I, I do some weird stuff. I'm stressed out. <laughs> you know what? However you got to deal with it. <laughs> exactly. But it just, it gets out faster. Whereas before I would just spiral and it would take weeks for me to get that out of my head. And, and now it feels like, okay. So on my Orlando vacation, on the first day, I yelled at an old blind guy. Oh God. <laughs> it it was it's a long story but it's timeshare related (laughs) and so I had all my buttons pushed and I just said look I I've been here too long I haven't had breakfast and I said many other things that I don't exactly remember because that's what happens when I get upset and he was very nice and said okay well let's let's get you out of here so I got what I wanted and I felt so horrible about it because it didn't even occur to me as I was having this, this attack that I was yelling at a person who was an old blind guy. And <laughs> my husband had to bring that to my attention afterwards. And I'm like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. What if I run into these people again? It lasted a couple hours. And so I got over it and was able to enjoy the rest of my vacation. And I think that is a huge difference from where I was. I I don't know what I would have not enjoyed the rest of my vacation before old Julie would not have been able to get through that. But I understand that it happens to people. I was there to vacation. I was not there to to talk about all the things they were trying to throw at me to get me and my husband to invest in more timeshare stuff. That was Mm -hmm. not what I had dreamed of when I thought of going to Florida, but Mm -hmm. that's out of my system. I love you. That is what happens. And honestly, (laughs) I like to say that it is a combination of a lot of things that happened. Probably your blood sugar was dysregulated. Oh, for sure. And it just, that really impacts our resilience, which is one of the reasons why I stay low carb and don't really have those fluctuations of sugar. Cause that just automatically takes something off the table of that. I could experience like these blood sugar crashes or whatever, because that's what I'm all about is like, what is going to help me to stay the most emotionally stable throughout life? So I can show up the best that I possibly can. So also money for many people is a trigger. So you add that on top and it's like, you're stacking like this shit sandwich. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're about to eat. And then they were, it's terrible. The the guy had come at the end of, we'd already spent our time with, with a woman who was trying to sell us whatever they were selling. And she and I had bonded over the fact that she was mom trying to arrange getting her kids to a, a, soccer practice. It was a Sunday for heaven's sake. And I was like, I feel so bad for you having to work on a Sunday and do all this. And then afterwards they sent this guy over to felt like get her in trouble and ask me questions about her. And so I was also sort of defending her and trying to stand up for her because I felt like that was just so unfair that she didn't deserve that. So, so I take a deep breath in and out. Because really what I'm seeing there is it was the majority of what you were experiencing was that feeling of not feeling supported when you were a single parent. And working for a timeshare company, also in a call center. Wow. So yeah, no, I knew where they were coming from. I knew what they were going for. Hold on, take a deep breath in and out. We'll (laughs) just let that go. You just- Letting it go. It hit so deep and, and to the core. And because you had the other things going on, it really got in there, but this was your opportunity to finally let that go. So take a huge deep breath in and out. Ooh, 
Do you feel that draining from your ears? Almost like your ears are popping. They're going to, they're opening up, take a huge deep breath in and out. So what was the worst part of that? Because I'm seeing, it's almost like I get the feeling of more children than I have hands or something like that. Like, like how could I possibly manage all this? It probably all goes back to the job that I had working in a call center, which was another one of those felt like abusive situations. I had my twin daughters that I was raising. I I was going through a divorce, pretty Mm -hmm. awful one. And a few months later, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh, wow. That was, that was a really pivotal time in my life for sure. Take a huge deep breath in and out. Yeah. There's definitely like this feeling of, I don't have support. And also no one hears me when I say I need something or actually there's not even, there's actually this feeling of like, I can't even ask for it. I, I won't ask for it. It's, it's like, it's, it's stuck there. Like, and you know why I won't ask for it? It's fear. Yeah. There we I'm go. Fear of the re- fear of the response is, is so let's be... let go of that fear. Okay. Of not yeah. being able to ask for help. Huge deep breath in and out. There's a tiny piece of what I'm going through right now is letting go and just taking in that support. Like I've asked for support. I've got support. I've brought it in. And then like, there's a little piece of me that says, Oh, what happens if I really let go hundred percent and let people just run everything? Is, is it going to be okay? And it will be. And I, I caught myself last night. I'm like, what is that little tiny little, I got a little like pain. And I was like, Oh, that's an, another chance for me to let go of fear and not feeling like you have support as well. So take a huge deep breath in and out. Good. Do you feel that grief leaving you? Mm. Okay. Another deep breath in and out. Good. Do you feel more seated in your chair now? feel like your hips are relaxing. Yeah. Huge deep breath in and out. There's the shoulders finally. Yeah. Good. Cause you know what that's all about? Usually when our shoulders are real tight like that, that's like feeling the weight of the world on our shoulders. Like we that's where it lives on me. Yeah. 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 I tend to also have that as well. Another deep breath in and out. What I saw coming in when we released that was, Oh, I do have support and I'm going to be okay. And things are working out. It's, it's that shift in the reticular activating system to go from lack to abundance, right? From fear to support and love huge deep breath in and out. There's also this feeling of like, as I'm clearing this stuff, oh, I don't have to know all the steps. I don't have to know what's next. It'll just be provided for me. Yeah. Letting go. Yeah. The next thing will show up when it's supposed to show up, kind of like how the podcast showed up into your life or Mark showed up into your life and then presented you with all these podcasts around healing. And then you were able to not even have to get in the car and get <laughs> to work, which you dreaded. And then you get to heal and you get to learn all at the same time. So it is possible to have it all. Dude, I have the best husband after I went through breast cancer, I was in therapy and my therapist said, girl, you need to get laid because it mm-hmm. had been a while. <laughs> and she said, I met my husband on match and it's worth it to invest and actually pay the money to find the right person on the internet. It was a whole new concept to me. I was unsure how that was going to work. So I took her advice and three days later, I met my husband. 
Oh, wow. On, on Matt, she sent me a message and we interacted and I researched him on the internet and found that he didn't have any major transgressions that would show up in the media and just decided to take a leap and let him be my man. And it's a totally different world here in the blue household that this is a non-traumatic environment. There are no eggshells. These people are normal. They have never (laughs) dealt with the things that I have seen, the drugs and fighting and choking and, and all of the horrible nastiness that I'm not going to forget because it's made me who I am now. And it's made me appreciate what I've got, but it's, I, when I really feel like out of place from this normalcy, what seems to be normal in my view, that they just enjoy each other's company. There's no fighting. There's no button pushing. When I yelled at the blind guy, if it was the last husband would have made that situation probably 10 times worse and made me feel just horrible about it. But this guy, my, my Paul just lifted me up and helped me shake off and just move about my day. Even though he'd never seen me like that before. That was just, that was the old Julie that I've warned him about. He said, (laughs) she's there. She could come out if she gets really upset. And the fact that he'd never seen that before, I'm so proud of for the last seven years that I've, I've really just managed to accept this ability to roll with things just let it go and, and not make everything such a big dramatic moment. It's been so fabulous. So I acknowledge that I have support now, whereas probably for 45 years of my life, I did not have support and it's hard to get used to that. Mm -hmm. It, It really is a challenge to let down the walls that you've built up and let people in and trust that they're not going to turn around and hurt you, but he's shown and proven that not only that he's, he's shown to me that the rest of the world isn't like that. Like the majority of the world is not this traumatic place. It's, Mm -hmm. there are people who are just happy or just willing to treat you with respect and accept you for who you are. I'm just not used to that. Still, it's still, I know it's, it is jarring. If you're used to not feeling safe and then you're safe, it actually, you might even gravitate towards being unsafe more often because it just feels familiar. Right. Um, I feel like I create these moments of unsafety just so that I can, you know, feel feel safe. Ironically. (laughs) Yeah. So weird. Yeah. 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 But that's why we, we do our work and we release that stuff so that we can choose better. We can choose to be in this loving, healthy relationship and not check out or create drama or explode things <laughs> or implode things. <laughs> oh, there was just one more piece of energy I wanted to help move. Um, move so take, yeah. <laughs> take a deep breath in and out. This looks like a lack of support around birth. Is it your birth? Is it your birth? This actually goes all the way back to a lack of support of your birth. So around your birth, take a huge deep breath in and out. You're getting a whole energetic reset. Do you feel that? Something's different. I feel the hairs on my arms. Yeah. You're like, literally, it almost looks like they're pulling out that old nervous system and replacing it with the one that you were intended to have. Huge deep breath in and out. This is big. You just said they, yes, I get in trouble (laughs) a lot with my teacher back in the day for that. 
honestly, the best way to describe it is they, because it's your higher self. It is your angels. It's my angels. It's my team of healers. I just say they, instead of like looking at all the different individuals helping with this. Yeah. Take a deep breath in and out. It's funny because um, when I started out, we talked about this being a healing around uh, letting go of fear and your six chakra was the place that was getting the healing. So it's, so six chakra is what we project out into the world. So that's our third eye. It's what we're supposed to be projecting out into the world of what we want. But oftentimes when we experience a lot of trauma, we wind up trying to sense the environment and then we are in hypervigilance all the time. Right. So we're not actually creating the life that we want. We're just living by default, like what, based on what other people are doing or thinking or being. So, uh, right now you're, you're getting an upgrade in your six chakra so that you'll see the world differently again in another way. So this is your next upgrade. Good. Huge deep breath in and out. You can, you can have this, Julie, you take a huge deep breath in and out, let it become your reality. Good. Do you feel how more expansive your forehead might feel right now? (laughs) At least it feels that way to me. Sometimes what people experience is colors are brighter. The world looks clearer. The lamp is breathing behind you. Yeah. So this is, this is an example of how things are shifting. Um, the world literally seems different. And I've heard this many times over when we start to clear out and we start to see the world differently. We're trained to think that we can only see in that small visible spectrum of light. But obviously for me, for instance, I see a lot more than that. And there's even more than that that's available to us. When we do our work and we clean our pineal gland and our body and the energy is flowing in a consistent, clear way, we wind up experiencing life differently and and with more energy and more love and more light and more clarity and more hope. And we become the greatest version of who we really are. I want to get better at living life intentionally. Because I know when I do, it's amazing. I go out and I am trying to look at life differently. I'm trying to look at people differently. I'm trying to feel their energy. I'm trying to feel connected to all of them. And I'm trying to share my happiness with them without saying anything. I'm not trying to force it and be somebody I'm not, obviously. (laughs) I want to genuinely feel that happiness and see if I can transfer it to other people. And I see it working and it blows my mind. I'm like, oh no, everybody could be so happy because when you're in a bad mood, it seems like everybody's in a bad mood, but when you're happy, it seems like everybody's happy and that's the world I want to live in. So Mm. what are some more intentions that are going to make my life happy? First of all, you're right now, because of the work we just did, your six chakra is open. So that's perfect for telling the world what you want to experience. So if you say, I want to see the world as a happy person, you're going to start to see all the happy faces. For example, instead of seeing the people who are on their phone or checked out or angry or whatever, that's your reticular activating systems that will literally help you see the world differently. But I also now see that your heart is wide open and you almost look like a care bear, the energy out of your heart chakra. And Weirdo. <laughs> that's where I crossed the line. Uh, <laughs> so no, but that, that really is going to change not only your energetic field, but how people interact with you. 
when you bring that vibration around other people, they shift naturally. David Hawkins wrote the scale of consciousness. When you go up that consciousness level, your vibration goes much higher and your ability to influence people changes by a lot. So if you're 500 and above, which is you're mostly predominantly in love and, and have love for humanity and yourself and other people and forgiveness and things like that, you can shift. Let's say, I don't know the actual numbers right now off the top of my head, but like a hundred thousand people, just you, your vibration is, is helping to raise the consciousness of a hundred thousand people just by being you. So the further you go up that scale, the more people you influence. So for instance, at the very top, we have these leaders that we think of like Jesus or Buddha or Krishna or people like that, who then influence millions of people, right? You can even probably throw in there underneath them or maybe around them is like Wayne Dyer and Carolyn. Don't Mason. forget Oprah. Oprah. I don't know about that. <laughs> Just kidding. But you know, like people like that, people who have influenced large groups of people based on some of the principles that they teach and the, the energy that they carry and the vibe that they carry literally changes other people's energy. As you can imagine, that's what the podcast is for is like broadcasting healing vibes. That's what I'm doing is I'm helping to up level the people that are out there based on just me being me. So that's how you can do it. But also here's a real neat trick you can try. And it's hard. And, and so that's on purpose. So for instance, back in the day, when I was first starting out, I had heard, try to manifest a free cup of coffee. And <laughs> yeah. So I was like, that's hard. Who's going to give me a free cup of coffee is what I thought. So that in that moment, when you say something like that, or whatever might come up, oh, nobody's going to give away coffee. That's silly. That's stupid. Nobody does that work through that energy ask yourself, why do I think I'm not worthy of a free cup of coffee from somebody? Or why do you think that person might not give me a cup of coffee? That's around lack. They could give me the free cup of coffee and then they think that they're going to, their business is going to fail or something like that. Work through those limiting beliefs that lack and then fully embrace it. And do you want to know that same day I got a free cup of coffee? No. Yes. And so years later I was like, maybe that was a fluke. And I had taken, I had had my son, I had taken some time off. I'm like, do I still have it in me? So I was like, I want to manifest a free cup of coffee. And I had errands to do that day. So I was like, let's see what happens. So I'm driving down the road and sure enough, McDonald's is offering a free cup of coffee. I have no idea why. And I had never noticed it before. <laughs> I don't, maybe they do this all the time. I don't know. I was like, oh my gosh, there's the free cup of coffee. And so for me, I was like, I don't think I want to drink McDonald's coffee, but then I was like, no universe, you responded to me. And I'm going to say, thank you for that. So I'm going to drink the McDonald's cup of coffee. And I literally did it again. We need to work through the limiting beliefs that things can't show up or happen. And, and because I had tagged in my brain that I wanted to find a free cup of coffee, I was driving down the road and I saw the sign that said free cup of coffee, right? Because right. my brain is a goal achieving machine. It found it. Yeah. And it was quick. It was like, I don't know, 20 minutes. I mean, that's it. And then I found it. Not only that, I could have gone many different ways to the location that I was going to, but I chose that route because my brain already knew where the free cup of coffee was because <laughs> there's no time and space, right? So it went to that timeline, probably said the cup of coffee is here. Now work your way there. So we don't always need to know how we just need to tell our, our brain and our body what we want to experience. And it works the rest out. Yeah. Believing it is the challenge for sure. But I see it working 
in front of my eyes all the time. Last week, my husband and I were at a outdoor festival. He had one card. I don't know if I should tell the story. (laughs) He'd won a bunch of free beer from them and like the punch card and they punch off like 10 beers or whatever. And on the bottom, it said clearly not to be used at outdoor festivals. And so he hands me a card and I'm like, yeah, but they're not going to give us this for this outdoor festival. And he's like, just give it to them. They'll give it to us. They're like, it says right here. It says it won't, they won't. He gets this all the time. This is how he works. He operates Mm -hmm. just making things happen. Yeah. They gave us the free beer and I'm just like, gosh, this, what Julie, why couldn't you just trust him and just go with it? And luckily there were no devastating consequences to my distrust of that whole situation. But you know, it, it's clear to me, this was just another maybe opportunity for the universe to prove to me. This is how it works. This is right. This is what happens when you decide. Yeah. And and here's the thing I I, I'm working with somebody who is going through a really tough time right now. And she's said to me over and over, well, how could this possibly be working for me? And I'm like, that's not for me to decide. That's for you to decide how things are working for you. I can show you how I've done it, where I looked at breaking my back when I was 16 years old as a good thing for me. Was it easy for me to do that? Not really, but eventually it became my truth. I realized that probably that was the best thing for me. It did set me off in a different trajectory. And when I look at different points in my life, when I've experienced these things that were massively disappointing at the time, I've seen the value in it. Even me going through my journey with trying to get pregnant the second time, I learned so much about hormones and about my genetics and about my body and about my family history and hopefully avoided a lot of different things down the road. Specifically, one of them would have been probably breast cancer, for instance. I mean, mm-hmm. you experienced that, but I, I found that I had extremely high levels of carcinogenic estrogen when I was trying to figure out why I was not getting pregnant. And so while I didn't have that second kid and that's devastating, and I'm still wondering how that kid is going to show up in my life, I still understand the value of the lessons that I learned. And Mm -hmm. I, and I actually would choose that over possibly dying. Like, yes, I didn't get the child that I wanted or in the way that I wanted at the time that I wanted it, but I did save my life. Probably. I'll tell people that breast cancer was the best thing that ever happened to me. It it was, isn't that interesting? Yeah. And, and Holly Bertone, well, she can tell you that she also had, you know, breast cancer. She's been on the show twice. She also will say it was a huge wake up call. And I learned so much about myself and I knew that it was something that was happening for me. And then that's what Frederico Valen was talking about, embracing what this could be doing for you rather than how it could be ruining your life. And like, how do you choose differently? And how he was saying, you can look at the secondary gains of why you'd be getting sick with something. What are you needing that you're getting from the sickness that you wouldn't be getting otherwise? And people think, well, I'm sick in bed and that sucks and I hate my life, but it's like, oh no, no, no. People are coming to visit you. People are making you food. You're having connection. You're, you're living in the moment. There can be other secondary gains that you're not actually looking at. Once we realize what those secondary gains are and and that we can get them elsewhere, then we can start to rearrange our life to be more fitting to what we really want to be experiencing versus what we think we're supposed to be experiencing. Yeah, certainly. Julie, you are so awesome. I'm so glad that you are part of 
my team really. And Thanks then I've let to- me be on your team. I'm well, just waiting for you to get an HBO special or something big. And I hope you'll let me tag along. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the world deserves to hear what you have to say, the oh. way you present it. It's just so understandable and welcoming and safe. It's not frightening. I tell everybody I, I meet. Well, they're like, what do you work on? I work on podcasts like this one. That's the one I point to. <laughs> oh, I love you so much. Thank you. That is so sweet. I just think about us sitting around the round table being like, Julie, you're going to be my producer. How's that sound? And you're going to be like, yeah, let's do it. And then we yeah. drive and then we jump into our Dude, bodies. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> All right, Julie, thank you for being on the show. And I'm sure you'll be back in the future. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you. content provided by Amy Stark and or her guests on the Stark Transformation Show website or other platforms, including text, images, audio, or other formats are created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist.